The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Touchdown turnover back by Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong, better rates and better service. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Duke getting the big win over Texas Tech, the number one defense in the country, 78-73. Paulo Banchero went ham. Duke had all five of their starters in double figures, <laughs> led by Banchero, who had 22 points. Duke played like a national championship team last night. Touchdown turnover. They are the favorites or should be the favorites to win the NCAA championship. Ben, I will give you some of the odds. Um, Kansas plus 400. Bet MGM. Um, Duke is right there at plus 450. Same app. But Duke is starting to rise with the betters. But in your heart, do you feel like Duke is the team to beat, man? They're the favorites to win the championship after the performance last night. I'll say touchdown. I'll say touchdown. The the Texas Tech win was very impressive to me. I was very high on Texas Tech. You mentioned the defense earlier, which is really, really tough. In general, they are a tough team to deal with. Tennessee experienced that firsthand, and I had Texas Tech beating Duke, but Duke Duke proved a lot to me, showed a lot to me by matching the toughness of Texas Tech. And I do worry and buy into the the pressure of these kids. I mean, they are still kids. I, I know we tried not to call college athletes kids in most scenarios that duke roster is full of kids <laughs> there's still kids in my book there was in high school last year exactly i think once you you guys. are junior and senior when you get away from from the kid label in college but those are still kids even if paulo boncaro does not look like a kid or or mark williams is yamming on folks but they, they have been really impressive this tournament. And again, what I was getting at is I, I do buy into the theory that the, this pressure of winning for Coach K in his final year is heavy. I, I do buy into that. And I thought that would get them against Texas Tech. But all they did, you better look, quit looking at your computer and watch Desmond Bain, please. Um, I thought that that pressure would get to them against Texas Tech, and it did not. So that, that showed me a lot. The only team that I would argue that maybe should be the favorite is Houston. They just keep winning. And they just beat the crap out of you. They punch you square in your nose and say, what are you going to do about it? And and nobody does do anything about it. And I'm still mad at myself that I picked UAB to beat Houston. Although it was it was somewhat of a close game for a while. Jamal Shedd? Uh, he's, a, he's a dog. Six assists a game, ninth in the country. He's a dog. I need him to enter the portal and come to Tennessee. He is a complete animal out there, man. Fearless. 
playing 37, 38 minutes a game. He runs the show. Big shot maker. Defensive intensity starts with him. He is he is fun to watch. But he's been really impressive as has Houston. So I'll I'll say touchdown. I think Duke is the favorite. But man, Houston is is making me do a double take. Like, hmm, what you what you got going over there? And I'll say this: when I was on Houston's campus, not a very impressive campus, but their basketball arena was gorgeous. When I went for the baseball tournament, we stayed on Houston's campus, and their basketball arena was real nice. Remember, man, they, the only nice thing on campus they got then they got money, they got money. Still, Texas you know, oil money boosters who are connected to Houston, but. Think about Houston has history with the Kim Olajuwon and, and Clyde Drexler and, and that squad that was on top of college basketball until they lost in the championship game off the famous you know shot versus NC State. But they take pride in their basketball down there. Uh, I'm going to go touchdown. I'll keep it short and sweet. I go touchdown. Uh, I think this team, for the first time in a long time, didn't play with that pressure on their on their backs of having to win because of Coach K. They, they're they playing for each other, and, and the moment wasn't too big for them. So I'll go touch that. I got nervous. I got nervous last night when they went down 10-2 to 2 or, or whatever it was. I thought they were about to get run out of the gym. Oh, yeah. It's game of runs, man. It game is. Game of runs. It is. They bounce back. I have a touchdown or turnover for you real quick. All right. Lane Kiffin's throwing out the first pitch tonight. <sighs> touchdown or turnover. He throws a baseball. Turnover. You think he'll throw a golf ball? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. He will he will he will make it about himself. He'll use this opportunity to get because him throwing a baseball is boring. But him throwing a golf ball or having a golf ball or the golf ball being in sight. That gets people talking. And the more people are talking about his program, the better it helps him with getting transfers and recruits and he can use that hashtag come to the sip because that's what he needs to do because it's Mississippi. Who wants to really live in Oxford? So nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Before we discuss some Tennessee football quotes, I do want to point out two really nice messages on YouTube. Nacho chiming in on the Rick Barnes conversation says we're not getting anybody better than Rick Barnes. Always a class act. We've never been consistently this good in my lifetime. Happy to have a chance every year. Uh, Clay Leach says that Tennessee basketball has never been this consistently fun to watch, and that's because of Rick. So two uh, comments that I think most Tennessee fans agree with, and and probably more than most. (laughs) I'd say 95% understand what Rick Barnes is and and means uh, the other two comments. General Nealon is Brew McCoy in the student directory. Yes, he is, but that does not mean he is coming to Tennessee. He'll be here this weekend, and if things go well, then I would expect for him to to make it official. So we'll see how the weekend plays out. And then Nugalutes, how did I just find out Tennessee had a rugby team and they won a Natty last year? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. They've had it for a while, and they've been good for a long time too. They've been good for a long time. I mean, it's kind of be like a, a dynasty of sorts. Where where rugby you? Rugby school. Rugby school. I guess. Yeet, yeet. Art Ball says he'll throw a bottle of French's. <laughs> how, how many 
I'm sure we will see plenty of mustard bottles. Well, I, I don't know how many they'll show on TV, but I'm sure I will see many mustard bottles. Because out in right field at Ole Miss, as I mentioned earlier in the week, that's where all the students sit, and, and they're all sipping on their, their beverages. And when Ole Miss hits a home run, they throw their drinks up into the air, and everybody gets showered in alcohol. You know, college kids doing college kid things. I'm sure there will be mustard bottles in the mix as well. Whatever. It, it, it'd honestly be a poor job of that student section if there's not mustard bottles, if we're being honest. No, for sure. For sure. They should, they should bring it out. They should bring it out. I hope, they, I hope they bring all of it out. I hope they talk it, bring all the props they can bring, so, so that way it fires up our baseball team. You know we petty. Oh, and, and look, this, this Tennessee baseball team is ready. I, I loved some of the quotes that Redmond Walsh gave yesterday, that Trey Lipscomb gave yesterday. I, I asked him, I said, I, I know the, the baseball program has become pretty steady the last couple of years, and you all are, are one of the premier teams in baseball right now, but do you feel like you all still have that chip on your shoulder when when you go into these type of environments? And and he said, as long as Tony Vitello is here, we will always have a chip on our shoulder. Mm-hmm. And Tony Vitello talked or mentioned, I should say, several times that his guys love to be thrown into the fire. So I would be very surprised if the atmosphere had anything to do with Tennessee losing a game if they were to lose a game this weekend. And I also thought it was really cool that when Redmond Walsh and Trey Lipscomb were asked what would it mean for Tennessee to to go into Oxford and beat the perceived number one team in the country, top five team on the road, they both said it would be expected. Ooh, woo. It, it would be expected. Uh, Redmond Walsh said, I think it would be expected. This team has a lot of talent. I think you need to do the Hunter Dickinson. Uh, it, it would just be a, another stepping stone for what the end result is for this team. You have to take each day by itself, but I don't really think there's a ceiling to this team. I think going on the road, taking a series win, is just another step to where we believe we'll be at by the end of the season. That's what Redmond Walsh said. Uh, Trey Lipscomb said... Uh, it would feel good for us, but people expect it. Ooh. We're a really good team. We came together. We have a lot of young guys that contribute. We love what we're doing so far, and we hope to continue it. So this, this team has a lot of confidence they going should. into this weekend, and they should. And they love to be thrown into the fire. They they love to be heckled. They feed off of it. So that's, that's what number one teams. Good luck, Ole Miss. That's how number one teams move. Be, it'll be a fun two weekends of baseball. Ole Miss this weekend, Vandy next weekend. Ben, when you go when you go to Nashville, you gotta take care of the whistler once for and for all. <laughs> so you want me to get arrested? Hey man, I'm just telling you. How, take care how of it. would would you propose that I take care of the whistler? Because that that does not sound good. That that sounds like the beginning of a Law and Order episode. Sounds like you gotta get a lawyer with a law degree. <laughs> Sounds like you better call one now. 
Well, the good thing is I, I know a listener who knows a lawyer with a law degree. So I'll just have to hit up that listener. Well, I have we have a partner, a sponsor with a law degree. Are we sure that Marcos has a law degree? Pretty sure. Okay. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Chip Payne says, how many Ole Miss baseball players fake injuries during this weekend's game? I hate I hate that Lane Kiffin has injected himself into this baseball series, and now the talk is about Lane Kiffin. This is exactly what he wants. Exactly what he wants. Remember, he was a coach here and did it and did all that stuff, calling out Urban Meyer, accusing him of cheating, which I, mean, I wasn't lying. But this is this is his this is stick. This is what he does. So hope it works out. Bulldog Brian. Ben says Tennessee baseball is so confident they should show up in Frenchie's mustard unis. That would be hilarious. Hey, number one teams. That's how they move. They move that way. Your boy, Tim Banks. Did he give you a, what's up, brother? No, but he walked in. He looked at me and said, what's up? I said, what's up, coach? How you doing, brother? <laughs> uh, Tim Banks did meet with the media yesterday and i mean he didn't say anything groundbreaking which is to be expected pretty much ho-hum uh i what i thought i learned the most if if i learned is his comments about the secondary and they are very much treating the situation in the secondary with with so many players being out kamal haddon's out brandon turnage is out Warmbrell's limited. Yeah. Turnage is out, out. Kamal Haddon is out, out. And then there's a, oh, uh, Deshaun Rucker. So you've got four corners who are pretty much out. Warmbrell being the one that's limited. And it's more the corners than safety. So we should probably say the corners are limited more than we say the secondary is, is limited from an injury standpoint. But they are very much preaching that it is what it is. And we're not going to use it as a, a crutch. It's a difficult thing to deal with, but it provides an opportunity uh, for others. I asked him how frustrating is it to deal with that situation and all of the absences. And he said it's obviously a challenge anytime you don't have your full allotment of guys out there. But at the same time, another man's loss is another man's opportunity got some young guys and obviously some guys that you guys probably won't even know in this room but there is an opportunity there so those guys are getting reps the standard doesn't change we expect them to play hard we expect them to be physical and all those good things but would we like those other guys out there absolutely but at the end of the day even if they can't do something physically those guys are obviously working harder in the classroom i expect those guys to be ready when the time is right and classroom means like Fem room and leadership reps. I don't know what those are. <laughs> like I, I could, I could try to put that in Google right now, and Google will be like, "Nah, I don't know what that is." Oh, first thing that came up was um, Tennessee football. Bruce Jones cliches, but after that, 
Google's like, what? What? What is that? The second thing says, are you drunk, Jason? Wiki Mozilla reps slash leadership, talking about jobs. The, the second one is how to identify which sales reps will be good managers. See? Besides Butch Jones saying that, Google's like, what? What is that? What is a leadership rep? So I've never heard of that before. Don't know what that is. Don't know what that is. I wonder so, if Butch is using those at Arkansas State. You know he is. Yeah, he is. Uh, but yeah, you can learn a lot when you are watching instead of playing. I think the best way to learn is to do it. That's the best way. But the second best way is to watch somebody else do it. Whether they mess up or they do do it the right way, I think you gain a different perspective. Sometimes a better one when you're out and you're having to watch and you're having to coach. Teaching someone how to do some things or helping someone understand what the coach is t- trying to convey to the group helps you learn it better and help you have an understanding of the entire framework. I think one thing that Tim Banks said that stood out to me is is the emphasis put on third down. Because I think on both sides of the football, we got to be better in that in that area. How many times did Tennessee do a good job on first and second down and then put the team you know, behind the sticks and then give up give up a third down. Kentucky game had happened way too much. Purdue game had happened way too much. You got to get off the field on third downs. You have to. You have to get off the football field. And especially with this defense, because you know the offense is, is going so fast, you better take advantage of the opportunity to rest while you can. So getting off the field on third downs is very, very important. And understanding this is part of like the classroom comment that Tim Banks mentioned. Like when you're out, it's third down to six. You a corner. Why are you playing 10 yards off? Understanding down and distance, understanding the situation, being able to read a sp- the splits of a wide receiver if you are a DB. Tendencies of a tackle. Like these are all things that you can improve at while you're not playing. So to be better on third down, you have to understand third down better and understand the situation that you're playing in a whole lot better. You know, most of the time receivers like to run to the sticks. Yes. Most yeah. of the time. And hey, if, if you if you if you're sitting on it, they will hit you with a double move at some point. But you have to know for the for the most part, you can't be off. 10 yards when it's third down and five. That's an easy hitch. If Tennessee could become 50% better <laughs> than they were last year, halfway better than they were last year on third down, I mean, the, the strides that this defense would take would be immense because that third down defense last year was miserable. It was not fun to watch. It was painful to watch. If, if they could just be a little bit better. Man, the, the leaps that this team would take would be absurd. I mean, they, they would have beat Ole Miss last year had the third down defense been slightly better. How many times on third down did you, especially at home, did you hear like the music? Turn down for what? Turn down for what? And you rolled ah, your eyes. Ah, ah. Now, when they played it, I was like, okay, all right, let's get it. It was hype. But how many times do you hear the music on third down at home? Yeah, yeah, it's third down. Let's get it going. 
and then the other team converts to third down, and the energy is like completely sucked out of the stadium. Like everyone shuts up and sit down. That's why I rolled my eyes. I hated when it was third down. Third downs pissed me off. Third downs, since he's third down defense last year is why I no longer have hair. 103rd in the country. 103rd in the country. Teams were converting third downs 42% of the time. 103rd out of 130. Not great, Bob. So, yeah, that's the area of improvement. And when you're going from year, year one to year two, you highlight all the things that you did really, really well, and you want to keep doing those things, right? But you better be spending most of your time fixing your weaknesses. Just like as an individual player, and every player has a weakness. You want to spend most of your time eliminating the weakness. Of course, you want to continue to work on your strengths and make sure that your strengths are even more of a strength the next upcoming season. But you want to eliminate those weaknesses. And as a unit, this defense needs to do that. Cannot be 103rd in the country and third down and expect to be where you want to be. Just, just can't do it. When you look at the top teams in the country last year, these are the teams that had some success. Alabama's up there. Oklahoma State is up there. Wisconsin is up there. Uh, Notre Dame is in the top 10. All these teams are in the top 10. Uh, A&M is in 13. Arkansas is at 16. Clemson at 21. Michigan is at 26. Georgia's at 33. So you got you got to get up the field on third down. Ooh, my boy Zach Levine back. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Irish Network's hotline. Stay with us. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like this show on Facebook. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. 
Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next generation business phones with work from anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the MN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. I know missing the show live is a bummer, but don't fret. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. Awesome! Hour 2 is brought to you by Action 247, Tennessee's only legal sports book. Action 247. Use the promo code Swain Event for a 50% match on your first deposit up to $800, folks. That is Action 247. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live from the Low T Center studio. And it's Friday. Party, party on a Friday. Let's get it. Let's get turned, man. I'm going to turn up with Lane in Oxford. Man. May have to, to come bail me out. Forget Lane. Now, I want you to, I want you to, I want you to show out in Nashville. You and Carr. Carr, he's not there anymore. He's in Chicago. I know, but he, 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 he is a Vandy alum. 
He's probably not claiming Vandy anymore after that logo change. I know. No, that's not the reason why. Because the trash. No, because when 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 Car wasn't played the league, Vandy ain't say nothing about him. Who's the Titans? Now Vandy want to claim him. They want to be his friend now. Mm. That's all I'm saying. So you might have an ally in, in, in car. Anyways, uh, Tennessee defense was the point of emphasis yesterday as we heard from several defensive players as well as the defensive coordinator. Uh, ben, Tim Banks mentioned a couple of guys um, yesterday. And, man, got a chance to see Jordan Phillips, who man don't don't look like a, a freshman, but that's what it, that's the way it's supposed to look. That's the way it's supposed to be. He's supposed to come in here looking like uh, that you're a couple of years away from retirement. That's mm-hmm. when you know Tennessee is getting good good players. But um, Jordan Phillips, Elijah Heron, Byron Young, uh, a few guys that, that spoke to the media, uh, Ben and uh, Byron Young. It's about Eliminating his weaknesses is what he spoke about. And doing everything that he did really well last year, doing it even better. Mm-hmm. Getting off the ball faster. It was pretty fast last year, but being even better. A lot of pressure on him to be a menace in the backfield for, for Tennessee. A lot of pressure on him. There is a lot of pressure on him, and you hit the nail on the head with what his sentiment was yesterday as he enters spring practice for the second year at Tennessee. Uh, Tim Banks, he he spoke highly of some other linebackers. I, I know Byron is an, an edge rusher, but uh, Tim Banks did speak on Elijah Herring and Jawan Mitchell, two inside linebackers. Uh, he said Elijah's such a great kid, super competitive, good size, athleticism, but just the way he goes about his business day in and day out. We thought we would get that, but sometimes you don't know until you actually get a chance to open up the present, and he has not disappointed that way. He's just a kid who wants to please, wants to do things the right way, great energy in the weight room, great energy on the field. We are super excited, obviously, that he's here. We think there's great things on the horizon for him. So Elijah Herring continuing to generate a little bit of buzz. We tried to discuss Jawan Mitchell. And I say try because he's just a big question mark. Um, but we discussed him on the way out the door yesterday. And Jawan Mitchell is with the team, is practicing as he comes back from shoulder surgery. And Tim Banks said being healthy is the biggest deal. He's worked really hard to put himself in a position to contribute this year. Right now, we are pleased with his development and where he is. He's working hard. I'm really excited. Once we can totally get him going, I think he's going to be fine. I really do. He's worked hard. Obviously, sitting out and missing so many games, there is just some rust to be knocked off. But what we may have, or what he may have missed from a physical component, I think he'll make up just from sheer learning and seeing the system and having extra classroom time. I'm hoping from a mental perspective, he'll be further ahead. And obviously, once he can get going, we expect him to be able to help us in the program this year. And Swain, if... If they can get some production from Elijah Herring and Jawan Mitchell, that inside linebacker room all of a sudden is looking very different. Not not going to be lights out, 
with Al Wilson leading the way or, or anything of that nature. But uh, Jeremy Banks is is a really solid SEC linebacker. I don't think Aaron Beasley is as bad as most do. Not saying that he's a, a great football player or is a, a future pro, but I don't I don't think he's bad. I just I, I think he's kind of middle of the road. I, I think he can contribute in some areas, and then obviously he has his weaknesses, just like uh, any other player. Uh, so you, you put together a room of Jeremy Banks and Aaron Beasley with a contributing Juwan Mitchell, a contributing Elijah Herring as a freshman. Maybe you get something out of Aaron Willis. Inside linebacker room looks different if if all those pieces come together. Yeah, I think different is a good good word to use because if we're going on what happened last year from the linebacker room, this defense will not be not be good. Cannot go out there and do the same thing we did last year. It wasn't good enough. I mean, you were trying to hold things together with the personnel that you had, that you inherited, and still not where you want it to be, where it needs to be, but Aaron Beasley got to be play better. Mm-hmm. Like, he got to play better. Simple as that. We, we, can't, we can't play the way we played last year as a group. I think individually he's better than that. Do you think um, he has the tools to be a, a consistent contributor on defense at this level? Physical tools? Yes. Yeah. I think he had the physical physical tools, but I think so too. Second year inside of a new defensive system. Um I think we'll only work better for him. I think he will play faster. He will be uh, less hesitant in reacting and seeing things and going to make a play. Um, so I I expect him to be better. I think he will be better. Cannot play, we play the way we played last year, for yeah. sure. I mean, he's a guy that could have played running back here, played both coming in. So he's athletic. We see that. But there was times where he stepped slow. And I think a lot of that has to do with the mental part of the game. Um, so – Entering his second season, he should be he should be better, and Tennessee needs him to be better. Tennessee definitely needs him to be better. Again, I don't think it's going to be an Al Wilson led linebacker room, but if if you can get some production out of Elijah Herring as a true freshman, and Jawan Mitchell can get back to the guy he was at Texas, then I feel better about the inside linebacker room than I did going into spring. So we'll see how that plays out. A couple of other guys that Tim Banks. Talked about uh, Tyree West, the freshman defensive lineman, said that he's working. He wants to be good. He's figured out exactly how we do things and how we want things done. So from a talent perspective, I think he's going to be fine. Guys all learn differently and all have different experiences based on their high school and where they come from. Mm -hmm. But he's getting it. I know he wants to. He's smiling every day. He's excited to be here. I'm pleased with him. I'm happy he's here Uh, with Jordan Phillips and how much going through bowl practices in December helped him. Tim Banks said it's been good. Kind of hard to evaluate D linemen and linebackers, for that matter, with no pads on. But the thing that I have loved about Jordan is he wants to please. He wants to be great. 
he's a high effort type of kid. You tell him what you want to get done, and he's going to try to do exactly how you asked him to do it. From that perspective, he's been awesome. But just like anything, when you step up in class to a program like UT, it may take a minute. So it seems to be some promise there with Jordan Phillips. And I'll uh, reiterate what Vaughville said. Uh, Vaughville went back and, and watched what Jordan Phillips had to say and, and also said the same thing about Elijah Herring. Uh, but polite, well-spoken, respectful, really liked both of them and, and really came away impressed with both of those young men is what Vaughville said. And I, I agree. They, they were super impressive. I would encourage those who did not listen to them speak, go back and listen to them speak because you'll, you'll pick up on those vibes for sure. The quotes that got me most excited from Tim Banks yesterday, Swain, was Elijah Simmons. And Chip Payne asked, did Elijah Simmons cut some weight? And according to Tim Banks, he did. Uh, I asked him about Elijah, and he said Elijah is one of the guys that we talked about who has changed his body. We think Elijah has a chance to be a really, really good player. He's worked hard to try to get his six-pack. His body has slimmed down, which has obviously given him the ability to move a little bit better, show a little bit more explosiveness. He's always been a strong kid, and he's naturally a big kid anyway. Being beat up a little bit last year did not help his cause, but he's committed, been committed. He really has been. He's one of the guys I was thinking about when you talk about offseason and being committed to putting the right things in your body, and you can kind of see it from how his body fat has changed. We're hoping that he can obviously stay healthy, which we think he will because of how he's slimmed down. But so far, and again, it's only been two days, but the fact that his body has changed the way it has tells me that he's headed in the right direction. So that that is great news to hear that Elijah is committed to putting good things in his body, the right things in his body. Because whenever I hear those type of comments, I always think about your story that you tell of your teammate who had to be kept away from a campus establishment. Yeah, I, I think the strongest indicator that a player is committed bought in is how they take care of their bodies. You have a set goal of, of weight that the coaches want you at, whether you're too small and you got to gain weight or whether you're too big and you need to lose weight. And it takes discipline to either cut weight or to, to gain it. And anybody can get on the football field and run, do sprints and lift weights. Like, that's something that you, you've you done since high school. Like you can't play this game if you don't lift weights and be in condition. That's like, everyone can do that. But now when you're being asked to not do something that you've been used to doing your entire life, which is snack at a certain time or eat a certain thing, for some guys, it's a big change. And... This is you and you. It's you versus you. That's the challenge for guys like Elijah Simmons or guys like a, you know, Jalen Hyatt, Emmanuel Mosley, um, Khalil McKenzie. You know, he, he had to drop some weight when he was here. What I mean by you, you versus you is when you're in an environment like in the weight room, there's too many people around hyping you up. There's too much energy for, for you not to match 
other people's energy. You can't get on the bench press and not go hard when you got everybody around you hyping you up. You can't be the guy who's last on the sprint when you are running with your group. Can't do it. Because the pressure of your peers will get to you. But when it's just you and your apartment, and it's 9 o'clock, and your stomach starts growling, and nobody's watching. It's hard, man. <laughs> like, I mean, nobody will know in that moment that you put yourself ahead of the team. But when you get on that scale and the numbers are the same. Or when you show up the next morning for workouts and you got bubble guts. I mean, hey, like, it's going to show up. I, body weight is the biggest indicator of how serious a player is. If, if there's a goal set for him to lose or gain a certain amount. Show up to the NFL team. And you 20 pounds overweight, 15 pounds overweight. They already know you ain't doing anything. They know that you didn't take care of your business at home. They know that. You can't lie about it. Well, see, see, what happened happened was, you know, it was a it was a high carb salad. What? A high carb salad? Man, if you don't get out of here with that, you can't, like you can't lie about that. So that is tough. And Elijah Simmons. That's a that's a that's I ain't gonna say it's attaboy worthy on this program. I think it is. It's it's difficult to do, man. I mean, on this show, it it, it is attaboy in, in in the context of that locker room and you know their goals. You know, on this show, we don't you know we don't give attaboys for you know uh, things like that. It's usually bigger, but it is an attaboy in that locker room, like. If you are his teammate, man, good job. Because that's tough to do. Yes. If you are the nutritionist, you are the in the weight room. That's that is a good job. That's that's difficult. It's hard. And I throw myself in that in that same boat. It's why sixty percent of the population in the US is obese. Because it's hard. Yep. Last night, 10 30, 11 o'clock. My, he was my, creeping. My my stomach starting to growl. Just creeping. What you get, man? What you snack on? Kari's wife hooked me up with some Thin Mints. You know, nowadays you gotta you gotta have a plug to get some Girl Scout cookies. We got some in the freezer. I ain't touched them. I'm, my wife likes them in the freezer. I, I don't. I don't dislike them, but I prefer them not to be frozen. But I, I know that's obviously a thing. My wife that's is obsessed thing. with them being in the freezer. I don't know where they came from either. But you know, back in the day, you, you could roll up to the to the commissary on post and. You have like four different Girl Scout. What what what's, what are they called? Tribe? They're, they're not a tribe, but uh, a little, troop. Yeah, a little troop. <laughs> a little troop troop. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they they'd all be posted up in front of the PX on on post or ready to in, jump in front of the commissary. Ready to jump. They're you. ready to jump you as you're walking in those doors. Now you can't find them anywhere. I mean, every now and then you'll see one. You you can't find a Girl Scout stand. Anywhere to get some Girl Scout cookies. You, you got to know somebody that is a Girl Scout to, to do it online. And so, thankfully, Kari's wife hooked me up because I think it's her niece uh, was, was selling Girl Scout cookies. And she hooked us up with some Thin Mints. And it's 10 o'clock last night, 11 o'clock. I was hungry. Boy, I opened one of those sleeves. I smashed that sleeve. The whole sleeve? Yes. It's easy to Don't do. Don't judge me. 
It's easy to do. Look, I, I was reading, I was watching basketball, and the next thing I know, the sleeve of, of thin mints were gone. Don't don't judge me, okay? Don't I blame me. I ain't judging you. But I'm also not Elijah Simmons, who is, in my opinion, the X factor on the defense. I mean, I, I think he is the guy that Tennessee has to have a big spring from. Because if, if he lives up to his potential and is a consistent contributor this fall and, and wrecking opposing offenses in the middle of the field, man, Tennessee's defense is, is going to be helped out in a lot of instances. I, obviously, that, that would help against the run, help against the pass with him pushing the pocket, and, and would then help a, a secondary that, that may struggle this year because then they don't have to be in coverage as long. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Elijah Simmons is, is the X factor of this defense and the guy that he he has to have a good spring for Tennessee. And we've been mentioning him for a while, but it's, 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 it's about that time, right? But to me, it's even more highlighted now that Matthew Butler's gone. You don't have Caleb Tremblay. You don't have Jaquan Blakely. Like, he, he is the guy now, him and Amari Thomas. They, they need those two to have big, big off-seasons. And it sounds like both have started in, in the right direction, which is great to hear. You know what to expect from Rodney Garner. You know what you're going to get. You know the expectation. So, you, you go do it. There's no surprises. I didn't know. Now, you know. You know how he coaches. You know he's not going to sugarcoat anything. You know he's going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. You know what type of energy you got to have in practice, what type of focus you got to have. You know there's no days off. So I expect guys like Elijah Simmons to bring it. To bring it. 865-255-03. Titus Craig says, Ben, that's me as well. No judgment here. Yes, thank you, Titans Hashtag Craig. Thin Mints. Thank Dar- you, Titans Craig. Darth Ball says in front of Walmart is where the setup is at. Oh, look, and I, I packed me a box to go. You, you know, you make that one order a year of Girl Scout cookies. So I think we did three boxes a piece. She has her three boxes. I have my three boxes. She puts her three in the freezer. I keep my three out the freezer. And this morning, as I was getting my stuff packed, ready to go this weekend, a box of thin mints in whole box. Bed. Yeah, I'm be gone for a weekend, chilling in the hotel by myself when I'm not at the stadium. Look, I packed some gym clothes too. They they, they had the same bag. I'm not judging you, man. Gym clothes and thin mints. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm the, not judging you. I'm the type that goes and gets in a nice workout, hour, hour and a half, forty five minutes, however long, depends on the day. I'm the type that that goes, gets a nice workout in, feeling good about myself. And then I go home and I eat a sleeve of Thin Mints. Hey, I work out so I can have that that sleeve of Thin Mints. Brian Hunsucker speaking gospel over here says, Ben, you better be careful. Having a pregnant wife that's eating and snacking all the time is hard on the husband too. I know. it's It's been uh, – I've had to dodge some bullets lately. She's been – this month she's been craving sweets. So I've I've had to make some runs to – fast food restaurants to get her a, a a milkshake or a slushy or something along those lines or run to the grocery store, get her a thing of brownies. And I've had to dodge some bullets. Look, Monday through Friday, I try to eat right, drink water. 
but she's she's not helping. You gotta have you gotta have eye discipline. Uh, Bulldog Brian says joke joke of the day: a Georgia, Auburn, and Florida fan are climbing a mountain and arguing about who loves his team more. The Auburn fan insists that he is the most loyal. This is for Auburn. He yells and jumps off the side of the mountain. Not to be outdone, the Georgia fan is next to profess his love for his team and yell, this is for the dogs, and pushes the Gator fan off of the mountain. <laughs> I like a nice dad joke on a Friday, Bulldog Bryant. <laughs> it's a good dad joke. I've heard, I've, heard, I've heard that joke a couple times. Just I've never heard that joke before. Different teams use. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good one. It's a good one. What you laughing at? Nelson saying that having a pregnant wife will have the husband shaped like Will Wade. Oh, those are facts. Like a pear. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like, a, like a can of busted biscuits. <laughs> For real. Mm-hmm. What do you think Will Wade's doing right now? Eating a sleeve of thin mints. <laughs> Don't compare me to Will Wade. I'm just telling you what he's doing. No, he see he he's eating the something like coconut. Hey, 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 hey now. Hey now. Very few Samoas, people like coconut. The Samoas, you better watch your mouth. Well, I was just talking about like like a coconut cake. Oh, okay. Like coconut in general. Okay, I was about to say. I like the Samoas, but I don't Girl Scout cookies don't frequent our pantry throughout the year. So when I do order Girl Scout cookies, I get Thin Mints. Yeah, I haven't touched one Girl Scout cookie. It's like uh, it's like my, my thought process, congratulations, you're three months in. Hopefully you can make it the next nine months. Well, you know, I ain't, you know, I ain't how sweets like that. I know. My, my, do you like Thin Mints? I, because it, it's chocolate, yeah. but it's not it's more like mint chocolate. I like Thin Mints. Why, I, well, I ask because I know cold. you don't really like chocolate. Yeah, I mean... It, it has to be with something else. Like I can do a couple of them. That's about it. But I just haven't had the the urge to to, to get in it. And I know like they're not open. So if I open it, it's gonna it'll be it'll be telling myself. Now if it's already open and there's ten in there and I get one, no one's gonna know. But I really don't want any. So we're good. Um, here come Nelson. We're trying to have a, a conversation, and Nelson's over here talking about recruiting. Golly, man. Nelson says, let me find it again. Oh, yeah. What happened with Mitchell Agood posted yesterday? He was committing today. I know he was supposed to be on campus next month. Uh, you did see his top three, didn't you? Miami. Washington. Washington. And Oregon. And Oregon. So, he ain't coming here. Well, I think he's asking what happened to Tennessee. And I don't know. I think a lot of people were surprised by that decision. So, Tennessee still needs another edge rusher. They'll find it elsewhere. Coach Vall says, when are we going to start sinking some of this NIL money or transfers into the defense? That's my only worry with Heupel is that our roster will be lopsided and stacked on offense. I mean that's a um, that's a fair fair concern at this point. That's fair. Hey, who needs defense when you score more points than the other team, right? Right, right, right. Isn't that how it works? 
until you, until you lose to Purdue C team. Well, Nico's going to put up a hundred a game, but see, the offense didn't didn't really all perform all that well against Purdue. If the offense would have performed well, then the defense would not have mattered. See, see what I did there. If if Joe Milton would not have missed ten deep balls against Pittsburgh, the defense would not have mattered. See, if we played perfect football on offense for twelve games, then we'll be just fine. Who needs the defense? If Aunt Jan was Sam, he'd be my uncle. Sorry, so what? Whatever. Hmm? I'm sorry, what? If mom, if mom, Aunt, if Aunt Jan was a man. He would be my uncle. So if 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 that's why you have a defense, so that way when the offense is not clicking, you just don't fall apart. So the commenter here is right. We do need to uh, address defense and not put so much emphasis on 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 offense. Same way that Pruitt put all of the emphasis on defense. Like you need to have a goodness, you need to have a um, balanced approach. When it comes to your, you know, your 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 players, man, and your focus on players, like one can't be just so much stronger than the other to where you can still get beat. Tennessee's offense was great, but Tennessee's defense was a hundred and something in the country in a third down percentage, and that can't happen. That got you beat against Ole Miss. It got you beat against Purdue. So, I have a question. How do people think we got Tyree West and James Pierce? Transfers. Tyree West and James Pierce? I'm talking about those guys in high school. Copeval asked about transfers. I know. I know. I'm, I'm picking at Copeval. Yeah, the, the defensive recruiting has been different because that's a larger conversation to have. Just been different. Like it doesn't even feel like they've targeted top guys like they have on the offensive side. Yeah. So old boy from old boy from Florida State. <laughs> what Jared Verse? No, 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 no. The corner that opted out basically because he wouldn't get an NIL deal. Oh. Um, the corner. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we're gonna go in that direction. And then in terms of. Ro Torrance, who is from Alabama, jumped into the portal from Auburn. I don't think we're going to go into that direction so. either. So those were two players that people have been asking about on the text box. So uh, now you know our three coming up.